0: Today being the feast day of Saint Ignatius of Loyola that was taken and received by Father Fruto Ramirez, a prayer by Saint Ignatius. Here's wishing a happy feast day to the Jesuits community. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Catholics at Home podcast. I'm JP and I hope you are keeping well. Um, I would like to invite everyone, those of you who are watching, to like the page Catholics at Home, share this post, or do a watch party with your friends and family. Catholics at Home is also available on YouTube, Spotify, and of course Facebook. Tell us what topics you'd like to see on Catholics at Home in the future and please feel free to post questions or comments anything that you would like to see in the, on the show. Uh, today's program is focusing on praying, something which you know we should all know as Catholics, but we rarely discuss about in the open. It is something that we all learn about in church through our catechism, through observing how others do it. It is supposed to be calming and as natural as breathing, but others may find it more challenging than, you know, sometimes even telling someone a bad news seems better than being asked to do a prayer. So especially in times like this, living with the challenges and facing the struggles that we do, there's no better time than the present to talk about how do we pray in a time of crisis. I will shortly be joined by Father Patrick Masang, who will share stories of God's imprint on his faith and we would like you as well to share, comment and let us know which parish you are actually watching us from and perhaps if you have a story or two to share about praying, why not feel free to drop it in the comment section. But before that, I would like to bring my host for the show, the much-adored and adulted Father Clarence Devadas. Hey,
1: morning, morning, JP. Hi,
0: Father. Morning, morning.
1: Morning, JP. Morning to our audience, wherever you are listening in from. Uh, good morning to everyone. Hope you all are safe and a blessed Saturday morning.
0: Yes, indeed, Father. And it's a, so it's the piece you. of
1: St. Ign- St Ignatius of Loyola.
0: Yeah, uh, and and today is right smack, and and it's we had a very very nice, beautiful um, opening song to today's episode, and uh, it's a it's a it's also a prayer. I understand that to be right. Yeah,
1: you know, I think it's it's one of my favorite songs. There's another version that that I'm more accustomed to. I think many people, many parishes, they sing. You know, take Lord, receive. I think that's uh, that's yes, another yes. version that you have of uh, 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 Ignatius's prayer. I think it's so appropriate at this time uh, when you know. Uh, Things are so difficult, you know. I guess in prayer we we offer everything to God and and allow God to allow God to be God, isn't it? I mean, and and yes. to take control of the situation. So I think it's yeah, very important. I think it's 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 so appropriate that this morning we we talk a little bit about prayer. And I think you rightly said, you know, something that we do so almost naturally uh, in in different ways and different forms, but something that we hardly talk about. I don't know whether we people yeah. share about about prayer with one another? I do. I think some people do, but I think... Uh, some people do, up.
0: but you know, definitely not me, Father. I, I was just, you know, sharing some stories. I remember when I was much younger during catechism class, uh, our teacher would say, who would like to lead us in our opening prayer? And everybody would just look at their shoelaces, you know, everybody would just be looking <laughs> up or down and, and never focusing because you don't want to get picked by the catechism teacher to say, please lead us in the prayer. And I think as 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 an adult as well, sometimes you know when when I when I participate in some church activities, we always open with a prayer, and it's yeah. always you know there'll be an awkward silence, right, Father? Uh, and I, I think you probably at at the other end of it probably have to lead a lot of prayer sessions. Yeah, when you know when
1: you when when you are at, when I'm at a at a birthday party or, or or a wedding anniversary celebration, and they all say, "Let us pray," and they, like suddenly all the eyes will shift, you know, and sometimes I it is almost like you know uh, praying is 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 the sole proprietorship of of priests and religious uh yes. where else? every baptized it sounds like person, it. every baptized person is called to pray isn't it I mean each one of us maybe pray differently uh but you know I think each one of us have our own style our own way and I think the important thing is each one can and should pray whether in private or in public you know rather than like you said looking at our shoelace or Trying to scan the room and see where's the holiest person around that we can call yes. to, to say the prayer, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you brought it up, Father, because I'm curious to find out. Um, when when you were growing up, what was what was praying like for you, and and did it have anything to do with your vocation?
1: Yeah, I think in different stages of my life, uh, prayer was quite different. You know, maybe it started off with those set prayers, you know, family prayers together. You know, then as you grow older. Then you know you add different features of your prayer, you know, and I think it kind of moves along with our own our own development, you know, our spiritual emotional uh, development. Uh, so you know, so different ways. And you know, there's a period of my life where you know I was very involved in in the prayer prayer ministry, the prayer group. Uh, so that's what that's one period in my life. Uh, but then we move on to something. So what I'm saying is, prayer is never static, you know. It it's never it's dynamic, you know. Uh, And it always changes. And and I think that's what we want to talk about today, because sometimes we think that prayer is very static, that you have to do all these, these, this, 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 uh, and that equals prayer. Uh, But I think Father Patrick this morning uh, will lead us to some reflections about, you know, how do we pray? You know, whether in crisis or out of crisis, I think it's important is, how do we develop that relationship? So let's bring him, JP. Let's bring yes. Father Patrick. Let's I, yeah. bring on our
0: guest for today, none other than Father Patrick. Good morning, Father Patrick. Welcome back.
2: Good morning. It's good to be back after some time and nice. I just finished the novena, and so it's good to be in this space with Father Catholics ben. at home are at home at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Father Pat, you—I think you've got a big fan club, lah. You know, you're a big follower. You're a big influencer. Now, this morning when I you when you so. logged in, only you saw the numbers. JP, did you see the numbers kind of spike? Yes, of
0: yes exactly. It just went like that all the way up, and we've got hundreds of comments right now coming in. I think, I think Father Clarence, the right term to coin for Father Patrick should be a key opinion leader, a KOL, ah. no longer influencer. Yeah, and today he's going to be talking to us about prayer, so he will be the KOL. Key opinion leader for
3: praying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you very much for the for for taking time off to, to be Don't with you us. know, it's always a pleasure to have you, and you know, it's a pleasure okay. to be able to have this little conversation, uh, yeah. kind of uh, with you, and you know, to to talk a little bit about prayer. You know, as I said, today we celebrate the feast of uh, Ignatius. Tomorrow it's your feast day in the sense that in you the know conference. the congregation. St. Alphonsus of Ligori. Yes. Two great masters back-to-back. Ignatius and Alphonsus.
2: Exactly. Alphonsus was also called the doctor of prayer. Of the books ah, that he read. Right. Everything, yes. All right. So you, so are, a very good
3: company so you, you are the right person.
2: Yes.
1: Ah, yes. I don't know about that.
2: He's the doctor yeah, of I mean.
1: prayer. You are the patient of prayer. So let's have this conversation with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually,
3: so,
1: bit, so,
0: so maybe... Yeah, maybe we we start off by something very fundamental and and very basic, Father Patrick. Uh, Why do we pray or why do we need to pray?
2: Well, first of all, coming into prayer would mean you have a relationship with God already. You have to ask yourself, do I have a relationship with God? And that relationship will somehow dictate the kind of prayers you're going to say, whether you're close to Him, you're intimate with Him, or He's someone very, very far away. So it questions our relationship. It's put to the front. And sometimes we only come to God because we are in a certain kind of a mode, a panic mode, sometimes in a crisis. Are you in a despair mode? So what? why are you coming to God in prayer? That's a very good question that we have to ask ourselves because you go back to the Bible. From the very beginning, everyone had a crisis from Job, woman in Emirates, Moses, Judas, the 12 apostles. Everyone prayed because they were confronted with a kind of crisis. But Fo- I will talk about a bit about St. Alphonse because he said it's the easiest thing that people know. It's something so basic. It's like talking to your parents, your mom and your dad. There should be nothing in between us. And so come to God as a friend, as someone that understands us. So prayer is a is a gift. It's like talking to God. Yeah, It, it is a gift. And always remember when I come to prayer, it's not my initiative. God is the one that draws us into this. You can't come to me. The Father is the one that makes the first moves and draws us in faith. So if you have an intimacy with God, just come to God and talk to Him. Because prayer is a beautiful gift to all of us. And no one can take that away from us. Right? No. So Father it, Pat, it, know,
0: sounds, the
1: it sounds
2: things? like... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Father.
1: No, I mean it's interesting that you talk about an intimate relationship uh, with with the Father, with the Creator, uh, as prayer. I think, I think. Okay, first of all, I think this morning I'm going to just plead ignorance. I'm going to ask you questions as though like I do not know anything about prayer. So, uh, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's I'm going to, I, I'm going to be like you know, a novice. Be like friend. JP. Basically, be like
0: JP, Father. It's okay to <laughs> say that. Just be like JP. <laughs> it's like a basic of trying to find out the the 101 of of praying because it sounds one-on-one. as though what father patrick has described is like going into a conversation with a friend and and that's very beautifully put um you know a friend that you may not be able to see but you know it's always there and and i think that's mm-hmm. a very lovely thought about why we need to actually pray because it's actually a way of having a conversation with god
2: yes your yeah. question clarence
1: no, no I, was, I was going to going to ask you you know you you, you brought what scripture you know there are two verses in scripture that come to mind uh, one is you know when jesus says you know when you pray do not babble like the others you know you do not have to use so many words uh, but yet saint paul will, will say things like you know pray without ceasing you know so how do you how do you reconcile that in prayer you know when, when you come to prayer how, how do you how do you bring these two ideas together
2: well for me god is always in the present he's everywhere and he knows what I'm doing. If I am doing something that is good or whatever it is, God sees me. So in my quiet moments and whatever I'm doing, I must be conscious of God's presence. And that monitors my attitude, the way I speak, the things that I do. That becomes, in a sense, prayerful. Whatever I do from the time I wake up to the end, if I'm conscious about God, I start my morning with the morning prayer, everything will be done in love. And so that becomes You know, like unceasing, I'm living a very spiritual life the best way that I can, right? Humanly speaking, but I can't be like focusing, just praying, carrying the rosy every time, every now and then talking, saying the Hail Mary, no. Everything that you do, you do it properly out of love, that is praying unceasingly for, for me. It's your whole attitude towards life. Yeah. But you must make time for prayer. a different thing when you make time for prayer it's a different kind of a conversation that takes place the quality time you spend with your friend with the lord i think in some ways i think you are saying that you know if
1: everything that we do from the time we wake up to the time when we go to bed everything and when we offer it to god uh every single action that in itself is is a form of prayer it's not i mean like we have of course personal prayer time we have you know the one-to-one prayer time those sacred moments but when we offer Everything that we do, whether it's cooking, whether it's driving, or whether Mm. uh, it is you know cleaning the house, you know, when we we, we offer that, that in itself becomes a kind of uh, giving glory Mm. to God. I think that's what you know.
2: hmm. Even you began with this song, Take Lord, Receive. So I'm conscious of what I'm going to do throughout the whole day. If I lose sight of God, I'm just telling him early in the morning, I have got these various things to do, Lord, you just be with me. And then God will know what, what to do. He will lead me to the Holy Spirit. I don't want to doubt that. So I'll be doing whatever I do will be positive, the things I say and do. I will interact because I've already said at morning prayer, Lord, I've got these things in my program. You just journey with me. That's it. I unlock that thing in, and God has to do because I made this request to him in faith. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah. it, it, it sounds it sounds okay. So if it's me father and, and you're sharing this with me it sounds easy it sounds like a plan when i wake up in the morning i will recite a prayer to thank the lord for for another beautiful day but during mm-hmm. the day right we get so carried away with the with the hustle and bustle of life especially with work with children with chores with with responsibilities how how do we actually get that moment do you con- how do we make it into a practice where we stop take take stock of where we are and actually say a prayer, like what Father Clarence said, whenever you are doing your house chores or you're driving to work or you're actually sending out an email, those are actually opportunities and moments of prayer. How 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 are we able to do that, that discipline?
2: For me, it's taking a step back and being aware of God's presence. That is so important. That's what Jesus did. When the crowd was there, he just had to find time Sat on the boat, said, let's go to a quiet place, let's go here, let's go there, because he needed to recollect himself. And Alphonsus says, even a preacher, a priest, he celebrates Mass, prayer must be at the center of everything. He must find that time, and quality time to connect with God. If I'm disconnected, what I'm doing is my own will. I'm, with, you know, I'll be shelter, skelter, everywhere. So I've tried to, as much as possible to be creative, even when I'm doing the whole novena planning. God is in my midst, mother Mary is always with me because it's God's work that I'm doing. And I'm conscious of that. At the end of the day, everything is done. And I feel a sense of peace because I offer that up in the best way that, that I can. Well, it's interesting
1: and that you of, that you that you bring up, you know, you you mentioned about novena. Uh, it's something mm-hmm. that you know, many of us have grown, uh, grown up with, especially on Saturdays. And you know, of course, right. the redemptorists are, are well known for the, their novenas. I mean, we were, I was having this conversation with JP at the beginning. You know, at least many of us kind of grow up with set That's prayers, right. with with devotions. Uh, you know, I know, I know. Uh, For the pet, you come from the parish of Assumption of Our Lady, and the novena mm-hmm. was an integral part of of the parish life too. That's um, true. But but then there are also people who who say that you know, oh, you know, these are all forms of prayer. You know, you you need to kind of ad lib. You need to to talk to God. You know, um, you know. But we have, in the tradition of the church, we have had both. Uh, what would you say to this? Uh, you know, especially people who think that you know, saying prayers is is not in fashion anymore. You know, uh, you should be praying because you know. You remember? remember I remember my great grandmother had a thick prayer book that she would go through every night with all the devotions in it. Uh, I wouldn't call her less spiritual than 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 someone else who who prayed in a different way.
2: Yeah. It is all about your friendship with God and where you come from and what you were trained in, what discipline you were trained in. I am so flexible. I will attend my past, even praying in the spirit with the charismatics. You can be devotional. You can be spontaneous. Your prayer life must be balanced. You just can't say, no, I can only pray in the spirit. I can only pray in tongues. The rosary means nothing for me or whatever it is find your space, find what is what works for you and then start that relationship. Uh, devotions, all those are helped. If it helps you, well and good. If you like contemplation, engage in that. If you like meditation, engage in that. If you like to do the chaplets, the divine mercy, the novena, that helps you, go for it. It all depends on your disposition. So let the spirit lead you. I think it's, it's right. important that you you
0: brought up that point, Father Clarence and Father Patrick, because um, I know in, in in my circle, you know, there's the the pros and cons or the for and against of the traditional prayer of of starting off. because we we were taught as as young ones, you know, to recite the Our Father and the Hail Mary and the Rosary, and we move from there. And then as an adult, uh, when you when you mix with friends and you hear them recite a prayer they're actually praying like what Father Clarence said, at lib. And some of them can actually go on and, and some of them are so superfluous in the way that they actually praying. And then when it comes to a person like me, for example, it's the, I would say, the basic of, of Our Father, the Hail Mary, you know, the, the basic rosary prayers. That So if I hear you correctly, you know, there's no wrong or right to anything as long as you're yeah. praying, as long as you go into, you know, with the Holy Spirit and you have that
2: conversation with God, right? Right. You see, yeah. the danger about being spontaneous when you're in a group, I've been with, with with friends, spiritual people and I think a little, I won't say ego or whatever it is, when they're so conscious of the priest being present or someone there, the spontaneous prayers become a prayer to impress me and not to God. So when I hear them pray, it's not really a prayer, it's just trying to impress the people around them. I'm a very prayerful person. They go into God knows what kind of Prayer. I'm saying, gee, not even the devotional prayer. They're just trying to impress the hearer. You don't have to impress God. It can be something so simple that i want just say, just talk to God. But they lead you into something which is like so deep, and you don't know when prayer is going to end. You go on and on. Don't. I'm like taking into taken into Odyssey into space. I said, oh my goodness, just the grace before me If You don't know the formula. Don't let go into a whole litany about. How many people are starving and what we're doing? It's sometimes just to impress the people, we go into that. That's the danger of trying to appear prayerful. So get out of that. That's my that's my take. The people are so spontaneous, they're trying to impress me actually.
3: <laughs>
2: because when you go, let's say for an invitation, you know, and then father, uh, can you say the grace? This is and I said, No, what do you need? The grace, no, no, I can't. You got a formula, or you can just make it very short, suddenly. Catholics just don't know how to pray. When you ask them on the spot, can you say the grace before meals? They think they go to impress everybody around. No, just make it so simple. Ask, asking for a blessing is something so simple. Don't make it into something so elaborate. Even God is like, oh my goodness, asking, asking for a blessing. You're trying to impress me or impress the people around you. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, Father Pat, you're just just talking about uh, you know and. Praying and how do we pray? I mean, coming to the topic uh, that we, we are discussing this morning, in a time of crisis, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you we, in, in a time of crisis, we do not mm. know how to pray or, or what to say. You know, sometimes we're just lost for words. Um, you know, we sometimes people have this perception that prayer is is like, you know, like a spiritual high. You have this time, you know, that it's so high that you are connected with God. But the great saints also talk about, you know, there are times when you will not feel anything, you know. Uh, I'm not sure whether Alphonsus will, will talk about that too, uh, that you, you don't feel like praying because you're going through some struggle. Uh, maybe you are angry with God for something that, you know, that happened to you. Uh, you don't feel like talking to Him, you know. How do we, how do we engage with God in these moments? You know, I've heard people say, oh, I'm angry with God. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to pray at this time, you know, because he didn't, you know, he did this to me. He did this to me kind of a thing. How, how, how would you uh, advise people, you know, to, in, in those moments, how
2: do we engage with God? Well, I, for me, what comes into my mind is let's say I've got a good friend and I'm angry, so angry with him. I take time out. I cannot confront him. It's fine to take time out and not to pray then to pray with all the anger. It's, all, it's about a relationship. If I can't pray, I will not pray. I give myself time. Then I say, Lord, give me the spirit of comfort to guide me. I need to be reconciled. That's why some people they can't even go to confession because they just do not know what to do. Pray when you have in a dry spell, St. John of the Cross said, the dark night of the soul, you get this this desert experience, this dryness. Pray at those moments when you find it so hard. Or just don't pray at all. Just give yourself a break. Give God a break. Give yourself actually a break. You're not willing to talk and dialogue. Don't force prayer. Never force prayer. Take time out when you're ready. in The right frame of mind. Then you come and you say, Lord, this is what I have to say to you. And then you start this whole conversation. That's what St. Alphonsus says, mental prayer. You've got verbal prayer, mental prayer, contemplative prayer. And you spoke about crisis, huh? uh, Clarence. How do we pray when the time of crisis? Do you remember when we had this big political crisis? Everything seems to be so dark and we do not know what to do at the moment. Even the whole government is like, where are we headed for? Just go back to GE14, the prayer groups and the prayer cells and the nation, everybody was in a kind of a prayer mode, praying for the nation. And our prayers were answered at the elections when after 60 years, when God could change things, that's my faith. He can do it again. He will work with all the brokenness, all the darkness. God can change this thing that's going on at the moment. Even in this pandemic, it's going to work. Look at what happened in the last elections; It was like the greatest miracle we've ever experienced. It can happen again. But have faith and just let God do what he does best. Because the light must overcome the darkness. When there's darkness in whatever way that we can't even explain, Ask the God of light. I'm the light of the world. And you can be part of that light in your prayer. So when I'm really down and I'm sleepy, I can't pray. I just say, Lord, I can't pray. He understands it. In fact, telling your friend, hey, I can't talk to you today. I'm so busy. I'm just feeling down. Let it be. God will let you rest. And you rest in the spirit. Next year, I feel like, okay, Lord, can I pick up from where we left off? You know, I was so stupid. That's it. It's, it's, you no, know, as, as you were saying, that two two thoughts
1: came to me. Um, hmm. one, I think I think somewhere early this year or late last year, I think Pope Francis also mentions that you know it's okay to be angry with God. You know, in in moments like this, it's quite all right. Because sometimes we, we think that you know when we are angry with God over a situation, uh, you know, we are so conflicted. Uh, we do not know how to handle sometimes the emotions. Why am I angry with God? And I think he's so kind of like put that whole context of a relationship like what you said the relationship between two people you know and and the more i guess the closer you are the the more intimate you are in your relationship uh yeah it becomes you know it's, it's all right to be angry uh yeah it's all right to take time some time out and then you know and then but yep. to take time away from god but time out from god it's it's something that you know kind of helps us to refocus and to come back Exactly. Um, That's one one thought that comes to me. The second one that you mentioned, and I remember many years ago reading um, the biography of of Mother Teresa and she says the same thing, something similar to what you said. You know, there Mm -hmm. are times when when she's, because she has this morning time before the Blessed Sacrament in the chapel. There are days when she's just so tired, you know, because of the previous day, she's Mm -hmm. gone out and helped a lot of people and, you know, cared for the sick, for the dying, fed many people. And she says sometimes when she comes to the chapel, she's so tired, uh, you know, She's just sleeping there, you know, uh, you know, like you said, you know, rest, resting in the spirit. I mean, I use this in a, <laughs> in a, in a general sense. Uh, but I think what she says is quite in a, impactful in the sense that, you know, she says that uh, if I don't go into the chapel, even though I'm sleeping there, uh, I, I'm so tired, you know, uh, it's not just being in chapel. It's not just my time with God, but it's also God's time with me. Uh, and I, that 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 phrase has always you know kind of stuck with me because God waits for us in prayer also. Uh, and and not just we going to him in prayer. Yeah. So as you were as you were saying earlier, you know, these two things are kind of like you know just flashed in, in my mind that I wanted to share uh, with our with you and with, with our, our, our audience also.
3: Yeah.
1: And sometimes you will not get, the... product. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sometimes you won't get the... sorry. <laughs> sometimes you won't get the answer. See the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus went to his lowest point ever. And he prayed, he was like they said, like drops of blood, it was sweating. The father was so silent. He was like so desperate. I'm facing death. Something's gonna happen to me. And the father was just quiet. And in that quiet moment, in a contemplative mode, he could know he knew exactly what the father wanted obedience from him and to just surrender everything and god will work this whole thing out even if it means dying to oneself With contemplative prayer god will play a part but we just got to just keep quiet and i'm sure jesus must have heard something because when he said my god my god why have you forsaken me that's a terrible prayer to say because god is always present and i believe also you know we always talk about going to heaven We've got all kinds of concepts, what paradise will look like. But I sometimes ask myself, as St. Alphontus did, what would paradise be for God? And St. Alphontus says, it's the human heart. That's the place he wants to dwell in, that he and I are one. The human heart is God's paradise. And if he dwells in me, it becomes paradise for me. If I can really realize that I have God With me, I take him wherever I go. That's why Jesus was at his best when he realized the power of his Father was with him and through the Spirit. That's why we can do great things if we are so aware that God is present. He is present because we have received the sacraments and the grace from the sacraments acts in us. We just don't tap from all the sacraments that we receive. We think we need a superhero in our lives. No. The sacrament has given us everything possible. And that's God's grace to interact. It's so dynamic. But we forget because we're so human that the presence, the tabernacle is here, the temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells in us. His favorite place to be is in our heart. That's why Jesus, his last prayer, Father, may they be one with us. That was his amazing prayer as you and I are one that our joy will be complete in Him. So when you come to crisis, say, Father, make us one. That's it. No,
3: Pat, I think, I think
2: I'm, sure, I'm sure you have
1: been asked, because uh, I've been asked many a times, and I, I will put this question to you. Uh, what would you say? You know, there's sometimes people who come and, and ask, you know, Father, I, I'm in this situation. Uh, is there a prayer that I can say? You know, uh, is there a particular prayer that, that you know, so sometimes it's like saying, you know, one prayer is is more efficacious than another prayer. You know, What uh, what 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 do you tell people? You know, uh, in a situation. Of course, I know in our Catholic tradition we have we have lots of prayers for different different occasions, um, mm. but sometimes there's this perception that you know one prayer is more powerful than another prayer. I mean, I, I'm I'm alluding this also to the question that has been posed uh, from Adeline. JP, I think that's, that's your sister, right? I think JP, I think yes. came from your sister. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, is there something that's one prayer that's more powerful than another prayer? Oh, I mean, if, if you're talking about a conversation with God, yeah. Right.
2: I don't, I can't rate which is more powerful than the other because if you, you get into that, then we're in big trouble. The blood of Christ or the Holy Spirit or God the Father, whatever it is. Me, as you said, when the people come to me, my modus operandi, my basic prayer is the Lord's Prayer. And what is in the prayer? Prayer of petition. Give us today our daily bread. What is the daily bread for this person in front of me? Does the daily bread mean confidence from the Lord? Does it mean strength? If he asking for healing, this is the daily bread that you must be very in tune with the spirit and in a sense discern. What is this daily bread? We're not talking about food. Huh? The daily bread that I need to, to spend the day in, whether it's confidence, whether I need to be, whatever, whatever it is, you will know. When the person comes to you, when you say this prayer, Lord, give us today our daily bread. And I tell myself, when I'm saying this prayer, what is the daily bread for this person in front of me maybe it's it's courage maybe it's healing from brokenness maybe it's unforgiveness maybe it's wanting to be loved and uh, that prayer that moment god is in that prayer with me somehow he gives me words of wisdom to make that prayer for that person and at the end of it that person feels so much better and liberated because he hears in a sense that as if god is praying he hears all these things, and that is his daily bread, whether it's healing, whether to remove that fear. So the Lord's Prayer, if you really look at, at it, it's so beautiful asking the Father for something so necessary. And ultimately, we're asking for God to be in us, part of us. There's nothing more we can ask for. And that's the greatest prayer of all, our desire to have God with us, to be one with us.
0: It's it's interesting that you pointed that out, Father Patrick, because I think mm-hmm. uh, just sharing from my own personal experience, uh, you know, as someone who who was brought up as Catholic, we learned in catechism class the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Rosary, like what I've shared earlier on, and then you know there are there is actually this story that I remember, this experience that I remember, the earliest prayer that I made was leading up to Christmas, and I actually wanted something, and so my parents said, JP, why don't you pray for it, pray for your Christmas gift. Obviously, at that point in time, I didn't know that the adults were in cahoots, right, to, to decide what I was going to get for Christmas. But, you know, I guess my question is, uh, as somebody who is praying for maybe uh, somebody to get well or for success in work or in life or, or someone who is unwell, are there, are there different types of prayers that that we can, that we can actually use? Um, and, and I guess to a certain extent, is there a formula to using? For example, if you are praying for someone who is ill, this is the kind of prayer that you should be using.
2: For us, we have a a kind of a ritual book for whatever the occasion is. But whatever prayer you pray, if it's done in faith, that's the most important thing. Since we're celebrating the Feast of St. Alphonsus tomorrow, I remember my first vocation camp with the Redemptorists, spending time in St. John's Island, going back to Singapore for the verdict. Am I accepted? And to be told, I'm so sorry, Patrick, we cannot accept you. My whole world crashed. And walking out to the main road in Novena Church with my cousin, I said, oh my goodness, that's the end. I just felt God was calling me and I said, many are called, few are chosen. I just remember to make an act of faith. My mom said, you have anything just say three Hail Marys. I made a U-turn. I went back into the church, but it's, they call it the miraculous shrine. I said, my three Hail Marys. I said, Mother Mary, if God is calling me, you work this out. I don't want to worry about this anymore. I've done everything possible from the Archbishop's recommendation to the Vicar's letter to everything possible. And funny but it was no, it was like my whole world, like the dark cloud just sank on me. I said, I'm not going to worry. I make this in faith in front of the shrine. I said, "Mother Mary, you are going to work this out. I'm leaving now. I don't want to worry about it." And six months later, they called me, Patrick. Are you still interested? So the whole act of faith, whatever you pray, you say, if it's you know comes from the heart, it is like the tax collector and the Republican. They went to the to the <laughs> to the temple to pray, and this guy said, "I've done everything. I've given the tithes. I've helped the poor. Blah 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 blah." And this poor sinner says, Lord, have mercy on me. A poor sinner. And who went home righteous? Making, you know, God happy. or pleased? What this guy that was so humble and said, Lord, I'm a sinner man. Please forgive me. So whatever that prayer is, even if it is the Lord's prayer, he said, Lord, give me today my daily bread. I don't know what my daily bread is. God knows. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's time for whatever it is. So my daily bread is not the food I'm going to have for lunch. That is a given. I will have it. But the daily bread for the world and for the people around me, I'm going to be aware of that. And I have to give them this daily bread that they need. It could be an affirmation. It could be whatever it is. Amazing, this whole prayer. Give us today our daily bread. What is your daily bread today right now? So make that your your prayer. And the Father will listen because it's done in the name of Jesus. He cannot refuse what, even if it's a simple prayer done in His name. He says, through Him, with Him, and in Him, everything is done through Jesus. How can the Father refuse when even Mary asked Jesus for intercession? How can Jesus say no? So all done through Jesus. Have faith. Your prayer life will improve.
1: But right. I think interestingly you, a point that you you mentioned and I, I wanted to discuss this also you know yeah. and when you said that when you, when they said you are not entering the Redemptorist, obviously we know that finally you did join the Redemptorist, and you are a Redemptorist, mm-hmm. So you know the Lord heard your prayer. And your mother told you, just say three Hail Marys, you know
2: yeah yeah,
1: yeah so this is a thing that now you know we also see you know among Catholics, you know you have things like you know or you pray this uh, for nine days. Nine times, and you give this prayer to nine different people. You know, this kind of a sometimes I call uh, chain letters. Oh, right, chain letter for your
0: chain, chain
1: letters. Yeah, I mean, now they're no longer letters, they are chain SMSs, WhatsApp messages, and chain emails uh-huh. that go around the new technology. Yeah, what,
2: what's your what, what 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 would you say to things like this? Uh, for the pet, no, the chain letters I will not spread. I'll tell them, please do not pass this. This is the chain letter. But the novenas give me a discipline of a certain time to pray a certain kind of a prayer. We need discipline also. So certain prayers, let's say done nine times. It's like, in a way, unceasingly, for nine days, I'm going to do this. At a particular time, I will do this without fail. Because it brings me closer. At the end of the day, I feel so much better that God has listened. But his will must be done. I can't bargain when Jesus says, remove this cup from me. By suffering is too much. No, it's going to save me. It's going to help me to be humble. So, the nine days novena or certain devotion gives us discipline. The rosary gives me a discipline. I need that that time. If I can't, then I I will not say it. But if you want to do a novena, it it, it is fine. But God hears every prayer done in faith. Whether how many hours or short prayer, it's almost the same. But if the long hours is more about me, about myself, I need it for myself. For my spiritual growth, for my strength.
1: That's yeah, it, it. It, it, it's interesting that you mentioned about novena and, and the discipline of prayer. And I think that's that's always been uh, you know the, the hallmark of many great saints, uh, the discipline of prayer. Uh, and I think about this chain letters, you know, it's almost like you know, we 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 can control God. It's like remotely control him. If if you pray this yeah, nine so. times in nine different days and you share this with nine different people and your prayers will be answered uh no. i mean that that makes us god i mean if he, if, yeah. if if that is so simple to, to get god to do something uh nine times nine times nine and i think you know uh you know yeah. I think the whole idea of of the novena is also the devotion is is to develop a spirituality of being close to god i mean of you know of being present to God and I think that that's the important point that you mentioned Thank, thanks for the pet for clarifying because this is something that we, we see in our churches people come and leave stacks of paper Uh, uh I don't know whether you, you get that in, in, in your parish uh, I don't know JP whether you've yes, seen it the,
0: the ones that we see is like you know the whatsapp messages that says at a certain point in time we need to form You uh, need to have like nine people praying together and you are one of them please do not no, bring this please forward to the next eight people
2: don't go for that then yeah. I've got this People with the Messiah complex. They want to be Messiah. That person must be saved. Father, you've got to go and save that soul. I'm like, goodness me. You know, we have the Messiah complex. We want everybody to be saved. No, there's only one Messiah. And I'm glad I'm not the one. So, (laughs) I'm in the preach with with that. I will preach, but no. My earlier days, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the world must be saved. There's sinful world and blah, blah, blah. No. We've all grown. Yeah. And don't be a guilt-tripper. The chain letters are all guilt-tripping. As if God is useless and helpless without that nine times God cannot work. Hello. No way. My tree hill was done in faith. I was so desperate. I said, Lord, if you are really calling me, you work this thing out with the redemptorist. Because I tried. I was discerning in the dis- dis- discerning process with the Jesuits, Franciscans, and all that. You see, I, I, I went to all the vocation camps. Even with the Jesuits, but I was so attracted to community life with the Redemptorists, and maybe the sense of the crazy sense of humor that that they had. But (laughs) community, I cannot live alone like a parish priest. You can, Clarence is such a gift. No, I must because I come from a very big family. Fifteen of us. my goodness. So I have to be in community.
1: But no, but it's, but it's interesting how how these traditions grow in our own family and, and somehow they lead us to, to a particular relationship with God. I mean I'm just listening to you to say three hail Marys. I mean, I grew up in a in a, in a family in the tradition that whenever you visited whenever you visited a church for the first time, it's the same thing, oh, yes. you know. You you say three hail marys and God will grant you that wish. You know, I I grew up, I grew up thinking like that. Yeah. I mean uh, uh, for me. I mean,
2: it was as simple as that. Yes. For me, it's a more it's a, more a discipline. You sit there to say that short prayer. Today, people don't. They go with the selfie in the statue. They're taking the photographs. I've been to this place and posting in the church itself. Prayers are <laughs> nothing. I've been to this holy place. They don't go there to pray. Everyone is, that's why they said no photographs. Because when the pilgrims come into the church, it's like, wow, like a big studio, all taking photographs. No, it's a sacred place. God doesn't want you to be spending time taking photographs all around the relics or the whatever it is. Yeah. Good, so good I, point. I think
0: it's, it's it's a very good point, Father, that you brought up. Because I think, you know, just revisiting the earlier conversation that you talked about, give us today our daily bread. And you pointed out that God knows what bread you need. It could be a sourdough bread. It could be a country mm-hmm. grain, multi-grain bread, right? But because God sometimes can be silent in a way, like you don't know whether God has given you the bread or whether is he going to be giving you later on, like in your own experience that you shared. How, uh, how do we enable us or how do we enable that God can actually speak to us after we have actually prayed
2: he is silent because I'm so noisy I'm not listening it takes time to discern and if I'm let's say I'm in a panic mode I ask when Jesus says I will send you the counselor the comforter and this is my daily bread I need that comfort to know exactly what God's plan is for me. For example, this whole novena when we first started, it was for, okay, the lockdown was for one month. I said, I can tolerate one month going on screen and doing that novena. It was extended. Then I said, it's getting so boring. How can I think out of that book? How to be spontaneous. Then we took the whole novena after praying so much with my team. How can we be creative and make it meaningful? It took on a whole new level altogether. It is what it is today because of the journey and the patience that we took, asking, Mary, if this is your novena, you help us. Not just take one book and read. And I just said I cannot do that. You know? So God will help us because He wants us to be at our very best and He won't fail us. But we don't hear Him because we are not silent enough. That's why we can't hear there's so many distractions. And in prayer for me, distractions are so good. And people will come for confession Father, I've been distracted. My distractions come into my prayer. Why is this thing distracting me? I turn it into a prayer. It's always to do with a relationship, something that's disturbing me. That becomes my prayer. At the end, I'm feeling so much better because, Lord, this person is distracting me from you. Why am I discounting this problem? You know, I can't focus like that with God and forget everything else. These things would keep pounding because Jesus was so distracted. When he began his ministry, the devil came and says, ha 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 ha, I can give you this. He brought it into his whole prayer, get behind me. Whatever it it is, in Gethsemane, he was so stressed up and so distracted, it became part of his prayer. And we don't be afraid of distractions. Make it your prayer. Invite all these things. They need prayers from us. Maybe the Spirit is prompting us, this thing is happening. You just... Can't ignore it, just no, me and God. I love you, Jesus. You love me, amen. Jesus, I love you. No, it's not like that. The distraction, uh, called for prayer.
0: So, well, I think we uh, have a question yeah. from
2: Adrian, right?
0: Uh, Father, uh, he's asking, does, uh, does our prayer change the mind of God? Um, and is it meant to change ours for that matter?
2: God always wants the ultimate good for us. And what an ultimate good is sometimes very hard. Sometimes it is just a no. You really don't need it, Patrick. You don't need more hair on your head to look good on the screen. No, there are other things more important for you. So I can pray for, to look like K-pop or whatever. This is not going to happen. You can ask for a lot of things. Ultimately, it's my relationship with God. If that really improves, I could ask for nothing more. This is my prayer. And my daily bread, that is what is good for me. Not my ego, not my celebrity status, not what people think about me and say, Father, your someone was wonderful ago, like on a high, wow. it's about me? No, it's about the Holy Spirit. So, don't worry about that. <laughs> God wants the ultimate good for me and for me to be at my best in every given situation, even when it's so hard and I don't want to go there and do something. I said, Lord, you just lead me and Guide me. I'm your priest. I'm your servant. I must be servant of them all. And somehow God will work his way. Yeah, Pat, I think,
1: uh, JP, I think uh, now comment sections is, is really like lighting up with so many different yeah. questions. It's it oh, no! that people have so many questions about prayer. Something that is so fundamental and very basic to, to, to our Catholic tradition. We realize that sometimes, you know, people have a lot of questions to ask and and during this time of lockdown, you don't know where to ask. So Mm. it's wonderful that, you know, we have this opportunity to to converse with with Father Pat. Uh, While JP kind of like, you know, runs through and looks through and questions to to pick out uh, maybe, you know, Pat, I just want to ask you if, if I'm a novice, you know, just wanting to start prayer, you know, what would be some of the basic steps that, that I would need to take uh, in this journey of prayer? no i remember reading somewhere and i could be totally wrong and anyone can correct me in this uh, the chat box i remember they say pray the, the word the acronym is X, know, acts you know it's about uh, adoration contrition thanksgiving and supplication if my memory serves me right i'm not too sure you know uh, to someone who is beginning you know who would like to start uh, praying what steps would you offer them
2: Oh, for me, I I will ask the person to sit before an icon, before the blessed sacrament, just to take time. You begin with an act of faith by coming in God's presence and say, Jesus, I'm coming to you because I believe that with you, everything is possible. I believe that you are here right with me. And then I examine myself, my conscience and say, Lord, Please forgive me of my iniquities, of my weaknesses, the things that I have not done, the things that I have failed to do. And more important, I said, Lord, give me some kind of discernment, some kind of light in this confusion or this darkness or this pain. Just help me through this moment of my prayer. And let your spirit lead me, Lord, if it's to the desert or my dryness. You tell me why is this happening to me? And that is helpful, help, helpful to wait on the Lord. Sometimes it's just silence. I just need to do nothing and wait. Finally, the Lord will speak. Maybe not today. Maybe tomorrow in my, my quiet time, these things will, will, will happen. It will transpire, right? And another thing to, to do is to meditate on the Paschal mystery. I put myself in God's presence and I go back to the, to the final moments of Christ. I put myself at the foot of the cross. What would Jesus do? tell me. What would I ask him? What is loving words for me? These are all the, the, the disciplines of Saint Alphonsus Then I share with him. My deepest fear, my deepest moment as I would do to my spiritual director or my best friend, what is happening to me, my brokenness. I come before him and I said, Lord, I'm a broken priest. I've been hurt because someone said this thing to me. I had been let down. I've been betrayed. What it is. I will tell him everything I will not hide. That's why even confession that we do in our recollection every month, I will have to say everything that has disturbed me for the whole month. And it's healing for me. I must articulate before God. And God will know exactly what I need to give of him. Then after that, I just keep silent and pray and I watch. When Jesus says, just watch and pray with me, that silent moment and the spirit of comfort will come into, into me. Don't be anxious. Don't just wait for an answer, it will come eventually. Anyone searching for God, God doesn't bring us on a roller coaster ride or a merry-go-round. He wants to be found. He says, Come to me all who weary, and he is there. It's just that my human mind wants answers immediately. It doesn't happen like that. End of the day, even the novice, your relationship will grow. Spirituality. Needs time. You just can't like, a switch. You take a pill and medicine. I've I've got it all. The whole package is in me. No, it's a journey that God takes with us. Talking about yeah,
1: we're talking about prayer, and and you were giving us these steps: act of faith, contrition, petition. Mm-hmm. How do we? I mean, this is I'm alluding to a question that has come up uh, from Cassandra. How do we break this down for for children? You know, that's that's a big challenge, isn't it? How do we make it simple for children to, to be learn uh,
2: the art of prayer? You see, I watch my mum and my dad who never could explain the mystery of God. But the way they prayed in their moments of prayer, just watching them pray as if God was right before them, the fervent prayer that that silence, even saying the rosary, it was so intense for them. When they watch us, and then when I let's say when my mom said, You know, my prayer was answered, I asked for this. I said, Mom, I asked you for that, but but you said no. My mom said, Yeah, but I asked God what is what can be done, and God gave her the, the, the answer. Somehow, when she said, I prayed to God, and God gave me that answer. I said, Yeah. My mom prayed like I was say I prayed like hell, but she really prayed so fervently. So I learned from the people in the church the way they 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 prayed, you know. I see Filipinos coming and touching the statue and then wiping themselves. It's like a woman with the hemorrhage, I just touched the end of the cloak. It's the faith. If the parents had just passed on their faith and said, I believe that God will answer our prayers. Don't worry about it. Just console your children. And they will they will sense your sense of the sacred of God. and They will start to believe. Because the mom says, I have to do this, it's good for me. They, they will do. And so they will learn from the elders. Don't be afraid of teaching your children your faith and your and your God experience. Share with them your trials and your difficulties and how God comforted you and how God helped you. Not just teach. Live out that faith. I learned from my elders and my people and my family how they got through crisis, how they got through Japanese time. My God, I said, goodness. Even this even in this pandemic, God is journeying with us. The white flags. People are just responding. It's all the work of the Spirit. Don't worry, daily bread will be given to these people. But we have to be part of that movement. But just just daily uh, li-
1: listen, listening to you, uh, Pat. You know I mean, I, mm. I immediately after ordination, I, I served in the Assumption in your own parish. You know, I, I mean, I never had the the joy of meeting your your parents, but I, I know your <laughs> siblings, and they're all very committed to church, very prayerful, and I guess uh, that's something that. Your parents has handed down uh, to, yes. to all of you, but at a time like this, when you know people are so busy doing many things, and one thing I find that you know families don't have time to pray. You know, young families, you know, uh, just can't find time to pray. Um, what advice would you give to to to, to young families uh, at this time? You know, to how how do we you know reintroduce this family prayer time?
2: They have to sit down. And dialogue first. When can we find that time? If we can find time for Netflix for hours, we can do that. We've got time for so many other things. Make that initial start very short. First, maybe just a reflection of Bible reading and just remain quiet. One decade of the rosary. Please don't say the whole rosary. Don't punish the younger generation they will start to despise that kind of a prayer form. No. In small doses, like infant formula, you can't give the little child a stick and say it's good for you. No. Little by little, you build that up, the infant formula for prayer Start simply. Spontaneous prayers. Don't make it hard. Don't put them in a fix and don't force prayers down their throat. Make them say the acts of faith. Have it printed out. You've got your computers, the handful. and you say this, you say that, and you say that, in, in 10 minutes, it's over, see how easy it was done, and pray for one another, whatever their fears are, even your prayers before meals, put an extra petition inside, or just a moment of silence, that is a prayerful moment also, Lord, thank you for the food that we have, because in this pandemic, many people are just scrounging and looking for food, That whole blessing prayer, the protection prayer, becomes a moment of prayer for them. Use the grace before and after meals, after meals, thanks eating, whatever it is. These are opportunities that we can find and we can do. Someone says we are too busy, that is nonsense. The TV set is on the handphone, you got time for the handphone. Oh my goodness me. No, there's no such thing as no time. We are all very busy people. It's the TV and the handphone that made us ultra busy. So quality time That's well, a, it's
0: interesting that you brought that up because you know in in our midst uh, of all the business that we have right especially with with younger people at home um, music is always something that draws their attention so I, I guess the question here is you know can a prayer be in the form of a song and uh, are there any other mediums you know because in Augustine says he who sings prays twice so Are there any other mediums out there that we can use as as a form of connecting one another uh, in prayer?
2: Well, if you're in a group, easier to sing the grace before meals. In the church, all these things. You can even play, if you're in a quiet time, play a meditative song. You've got your handphones, praise. I mean, uh, short songs of praise or whatever it is, it it helps. If you're a non-singer, you cannot sing. You spoil the whole ambience of people gathering down there. When is it going to finish? First verse, second verse, third verse? No, no. So if if, if it's singing is possible, sing. Thank you, Jesus, or whatever it is, just make it simple. Don't make it difficult. Okay, there's somebody knocking at the door here. I'm not sure why, but whether I should attend to the door that's been knocked at. <laughs> It, that could it be an be indicator,
0: indicator. That could be an indicator that you know it's either the Holy Spirit or it could be someone telling us to to end the program soon already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: knock and it should be open. Knock and it should be open to you. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, just you know, there's there's a question here. Uh, let me just try and bring this up. You know, a question about you know from from Gita uh, during. Yes. A, Holy hour of adoration, I find myself bringing all my anxieties, etc, etc. Uh, I lose my focus to adore. Question is, have I wasted time? In Can I waste time in prayer in that sense?
2: For me, it's like I'm approaching my best friend. I'm coming with everything. And if my friend knows that this thing is disturbing me, he says, Patrick, that's something that's disturbing you? I would talk to this person and tell him, yeah, God wants to hear my anxiety. I can't adore him with all these distractions. I tell him all these things and it eases my mind. Then I go into adoration, Lord, now I'm so much at ease. Don't keep it in your handbag, all these things. they like Talk to your friend. They want to know. You go to the doctor. You want to tell the doctor everything that's wrong in you. You can't keep and say, no, doctor, you're very handsome today. I just want to adore you because people talk so much about you and blah, blah, blah. No. Bring it all out and the adoration will come when you have voiced out. Get it out of your chest. Otherwise, adoration is not possible. Make that part of your prayer. And then adoration. God wants to hear it. God wants to know. Why is this disturbing you? Because it's no, God's problem. It's a two-way street,
1: you know. Now, listening to you, I, I think one of the things that I, I think we should remember is that the whole being, the whole self, we, we can't compartmentalize, isn't it? Now we're going to compartmentalize this uh, to the moment of prayer. No, for for example, if you're if you're sitting next to the kitchen uh, and something nice is cooking and and you want to be in mm-hmm. prayer, it's very hard to pray because you know your yes. senses are all triggered. Uh, you said, okay, no, I'm going to now. Compartmentalize, take the sense, the, the sense of smell out of this, of my being, uh, so that exactly. I can focus on prayer. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's the whole, the whole persona that we bring. You know, whether what is my preoccupation, whether I'm having a, a shoulder pain. Uh, you know, that could also be a moment where you know your prayer is distracted because you you can't cut that off at that time. Uh, so I, I think you know, being in the presence of God. Uh, and and being honest, I think that's I think what Father Pat is saying. You know, we're being honest with what's going yes. inside of me, uh, what I'm feeling. You know, and and telling God, God, yeah, you know, I, I feel this at this time. You know, I, I'm not able mm. to. Oh, I'm not able to do other things. Yes. I'm so troubled by this. I, I'm so sad by this, uh, and I I just want to share the sadness, this or this anger, or this or, or this thing that is just bothering me. I just want to share with you, uh, and I hope that you know you just listen to me.
3: Uh, sometimes we yes. think,
1: you know, uh, God doesn't have to give an answer. It's just that you want someone to to listen to, to, to to the longings of your of your heart, as the psalmist. Would exactly. Like
2: I was in the chapel the other day, all by myself, praying, no distraction. Someone in the kitchen opened a durian, <laughs> and the thing that came into my mind: taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm like, Lord, thank you for the gift of food or whatever it is. But the durian came into the chapel. I can't say no such thing. It doesn't exist. I'm smelling incense. It doesn't work like that. Just let it be and just savor that moment. Whether it's happiness or sadness, God wants to be part of your anxiety. It's life. He's given me that process. He has to bear part of it. Yeah. So durian is good in the chapel. Just <laughs> an example. So coming, coming, yeah, is, to the,
0: coming to, to, towards the, the end of the program, um, Father mm-hmm. Patrick, and, and given that tomorrow is the feast day of St. Alphonsus, the founder of the Redemptorist congregation that you belong to, um, what advice would St. Alphonsus have for us today about prayer in, in times of crisis, in moments like this, where we are right now?
2: Well, Alphonsus always said, never give up hope and persevere. You see, we take the three vows, poverty chastity and obedience, and the last one is perseverance, that after prayer, we must have a line of action and persevere in whatever we want to do and never give up. But it's the dryness, the desert experience, the darkness of the soul, persevere. That's what he did. So with this amazing vow that we will never give up hope and we will persevere in our prayer life, in whatever vows that we take, whatever it is, that's Alphonsus's take. That you never give up on God and God will never give up on you because God perseveres also, that you will not be lost. You'll not take you on a long ride. That's my final I think,
1: yeah. Basically, you know, this morning we have just been talking about prayer, and the way for the pet you have kind of broken it down for us. It's it's not something very complicated as some Ooh. people would like to think it is, you know. uh, uh you know, we, there are many types of prayer, you know, personal prayer, devotional mm-hmm. prayer, contemplative prayer, uh, meditative prayer, you know, music as prayer. Uh, but I think what I would like to say, uh, you know, as we kind of bring to a conclusion is that the most important thing is to make that time for prayer. And I think that's what we all struggle with. You know, I don't think people struggle with what to pray, how to pray. You know, we somehow we find different ways of praying. But I think... Yep. The greatest struggle is to to make time, and I think you, rightfully you said that if you don't take two steps back and consciously make that time possible, it will never happen. Prayer will will not drop uh, on your lap just like that. Uh, a time with God, yeah, to be able whether it's the beginning of the day, you know, I, I think it's always good at the start of the day, isn't it? For the pet. I mean, I mean, I remember in the seminary also it said, you know, if you keep your prayer till till late at night, your body is so tired already, and you're you're not disposed. To pray at all, uh, because you know your 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 literally your your spirit is willing and you, but your flesh is sweet. Your flesh, the bed is just calling you to. And sometimes people say, "Can I lie down and pray?" You know, I mean at night. Yes. <laughs> of course, you can <laughs> lie down and pray, but the thing is, you know, the chances are that you will fall asleep within ne- the next yeah. couple of minutes. Uh, you know, I think so. I think all these things about you know communicating with God, finding the right time. Finding the right posture, uh, right. Finding the right the right place. Maybe not next to a kitchen where there's a durian there. Um, yeah, you know all this just helps us to 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 be in the presence of God. And I think, you know, this is something that our listeners uh, and and rightfully said, Sir uh persevere. Uh, and prayer is not mm-hmm. always a spiritual high. I think this is what I, I hear from you, Father Pat, this morning. It's not yes. always a spiritual high. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we always have to feel the presence of God to pray. Because often people say, Father, when I pray, I don't feel anything. Or sometimes people say that I used to feel God close, but now I don't feel what's happening to me. Is there something wrong with me? Even the great saints. I mean, John of the Cross will talk about the dark night of the soul, isn't it? Uh, Even and, Jesus
2: yeah. himself. Why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, my Father. I'm your beloved son. Where are you? Hello, anybody home? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've I never I mean, been
1: I think that's 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 the interesting thing yeah, that you mentioned. Yeah, thank you so much for for these valuable tips that you that you offer us at this time. Uh, we are in a in a in a pandemic. We are in a health crisis. We are in an economic crisis, and more recently, we are in a political crisis also uh, in the country. Uh, at a time like this, perhaps, you know, I think the prayer of Saint Ignatius is, you know, take Lord, receive, take all of this we offer them all to you you know it's all beyond sometimes it's beyond our, our 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 understanding uh it's beyond uh something that we can do take lord receive isn't it i mean yeah. i mean that's that's what i i kind of think the whole you know exercise of prayer is to be able mm-hmm. to surrender and i like the fact that you say that you know give us today our daily bread you know uh, and sometimes that's where we struggle what's the daily bread for us
0: jp thanks thanks mean, no problem father pat it's it's a pleasure having you here so i think i think one final question if i can just squeeze in if if to our viewers out there if they are keen to join you in prayer or to participate and and pray with you uh, where can they find you father
2: where can they find me you want to pray with me is it
0: Yes, they want to pray with you. They want... They, finding opportunities, Father, to, to to want to improve their prayer life. Where can they start?
3: Ring the there's
0: parish. A there's, a, there's a novena, right? No, so
2: novena. Novena. right. the novena yeah. is, one, is one... Yes, we do every Saturday at 9 o'clock. Tune in to that one. It's a beautiful form of prayer. It's, it, it's become a, a global prayer group that at 9 o'clock, over a thousand people... We'll pray that novena at that time, you see. And within the week, we would get about 5,000 people praying the same novena. But on that Saturday, at that particular particular time when the podcast goes live, 1,000 people all around the world pray that with us. So join us every Saturday. Go into YouTube, subscribe, and then you will, you will get us, yes go to our I website we fleshed,
0: fleshed out the we fleshed out the the website as well yes. that they can actually tune in at nine o'clock uh for for the yes. novena devotion
1: is there something happening tomorrow in a special way on the feast
2: of st alphonsus yes tomorrow we're having also a live webcast of our mass in the church to celebrate the feast of our founder saint alphonsus so if you have time tomorrow morning if it, this is the mass to watch oh i mean just if people are you know tuning into live streaming or whatever masters are going all around the world just pick up the, the our mask tomorrow at nine o'clock it'll be great go to our webs- website website i think i think
0: i think i think your little fan club would like to know whether you will, will you be singing tomorrow father if you tune in <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, you no know, i won't be singing tomorrow <laughs> i think a bit today on the novena so i gotta keep my my ego otherwise say, father your ego is so big all these things are big, like, like, oh god countries everyone <laughs> well, I, I must say that I have a special, uh, of course,
1: uh, connection with with Saint Alphonsus, uh, Yeah, because my whole training was uh, my my postgraduate training was was with the Redemptorists in Rome. I still Yay. can visualize the 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 original icon of uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Health, which yeah. is in the chapel there, uh, that's right. in, on the corner, on the left corner. Uh, Mother, that was, yeah. You know, that's something that I, I always. On a, every day on the way on the way to the university, uh, I will stop in that chapel and, and go to that little corner and, and say a prayer. Uh, so yeah. So it's a it's a great reminder once again for the pet conversing with you and reminding me of, you know, of my own little journey uh, with the Redemptress and with Our Lady in that chapel. The beautiful chapel. Thank Thanks for the invitation.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father Pat. Thank you, Father Karen. Would would anyone of you like to take us to, to close up or wrap up today's program with, with a prayer?
1: Perhaps we, we both will now look at you, JP. Don't look at your shoelace. Oh, <laughs> no.
2: no. <laughs> Jonathan.
0: For, you want me? Okay, all right. Father, would you like to do the closing or I can actually do it?
1: You <laughs> can JP. do it. You can do it.
2: We'll give the blessing. Right.
0: Okay. name Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you Lord for giving us this wonderful program. We are truly blessed to have Father Patrick with us this morning to share about praying. We'd like to give you thanks for all of our viewers who have tuned in today. We hope that each one of us can take away a little something to give us that daily bread that we need Lord and we turn to you, we turn to your Mother Mary to intercede for us for all of our intentions in times of crisis, in times of need for all the things that we are asking you to pray and we want to pray for. We hope that you can actually intercede for us and we would like to also give you thanks for all that we have, all that we are, all that we are being. And, um, and we make this prayer in your most precious
2: name. Amen.
3: Over amen. Over to you, amen. Father.
2: For all those watching, may Almighty God bless you abundantly with the bread that we need from heaven. And on earth. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the invitation. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Father Patrick. Always a pleasure, parents.
1: always a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you. So to all the viewers, thank you so much for tuning in to this morning's Catholics at Home Podcast on Prayer. Uh, if you missed it out, please feel free to watch again on YouTube or Facebook. Help us to hit the like and subscribe button. And we will look forward to see you again in our next episode. To play us out, we have Stand By Me by Catholics at Home. See you next week. Take care. God bless and happy weekend. Bye-bye. Bye,
1: -bye. Bye, everyone.